Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the show, everybody. Excuse me. That was not a great way to start a professional radio show. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Beyond Reason Radio here at BeyondReasonRadio.com and live, of course, on the Beyond Reason Radio app. We are, of course, I am, of course, your host, Michael Yaffe, the voice of reason, the voice of truth, the voice of the millennial generation that sifts through everything in the news that is beyond reason and there is quite a bit that is beyond reason today as usual there's been a lot going on lately that is beyond reason and by the way if you have not ever checked out my podcast before i want you to go to anywhere you can find the podcast site best place probably iHeartRadio or just the beyond reason radio app and check out the past two podcasts that i've done because i've really got into the whole isis thing the whole ISIS thing, the whole radical Islamic thing, the enemy that we're fighting. Serious topics. And I went into them at length about what this enemy is, what we should call them, the threat, the future threat of ISIS. And it's not just ISIS. I pointed out in the last show that in Mali, the attack in Mali over on Friday was done by an Al-Qaeda affiliate. So we have ISIS attacking Paris. We have Al-Qaeda attacking Mali. We obviously had Al-Qaeda attack us. We've had other radicals attack different places on the globe. We've had Iran attack our soldiers in Iraq. And of course, we have Hezbollah and Hamas still doing a number of things. And the reason I pointed that out is because ISIS... I talked When I talked to a lot of people, even in my generation... They say, well, we should just call the enemy ISIS. Well, what about Al-Qaeda? What about Iran? Iran? This is so much deeper than all that. And that and that is what I pointed out. But right now, the biggest threat is ISIS. But what's really interesting, I don't want to spend the whole show on uh, ISIS again today. I've spent enough time on it. That's why I'm telling you to go to the old podcasts. You can go, like I said, beyondreasonradio.com, beyondreasonradio app. Listen to the past couple podcasts I've done, and you can get into that. But what's interesting is what is falling through the cracks elsewhere in the news that is not getting a lot of attention because of the ISIS thing. Now, I'm not saying that it should get all the attention. Obviously, the news is going to focus on the terrorist attacks, and probably should. But there's some things going on out there that is not getting a lot of attention. And the first thing I noticed was Obamacare. People are not realizing this. At least it's not being reported on a lot or people are not paying attention to it. But Obamacare is unraveling. Believe it or not, it is unraveling. Yet I saw a poll today from Politico. And Mike, this kind of made me think, uh, the country's done. 
By the way, Mike, how that, are you? That it's done. <laughs> well, now that you say it's, that. It's done. I, I, I might. Well, okay. The country's not done. But um, I, I, I might just give up and go home after this poll. Okay. So, so everybody, blah, blah. No, okay. Okay. I won't do that. You make but, me nervous. <laughs> I know. That's, that was why I brought you in. I wanted to see your reaction to this. <laughs> but I saw a poll. By the way, how are you, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm doing great. Cold today, but like a good cold, like where have you been cold type of thing. Where have you, That's what a lot of people are saying. As long as it doesn't snow. Yeah, I think I, we're good. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe those people out in Mount Dora, but that's about it. It gets cold out there. It, it doesn't it doesn't get cold gets, enough to snow. It gets frosty. Frosty. Yeah. You, you, you realize Mount Dora is not actually a mountain. I've right. climbed Mount Dora. I know it's a mountain. <laughs> You've climbed it, huh? Oh yeah. I bet that was quite a. <laughs> I no. bet that was quite a. No, trip. it's not really a mountain, but they, you know, the way the wind blows, the wind chill, it makes it cold over there. You'd be surprised. Right. But anyway, that's besides the point. All right. Before I get to that, though, before I get to the problems with Obamacare, and I get to the poll, so you have to stay tuned. Everybody is talking about the latest Trump comment. And he made a comment on what happened after 9-11 in New Jersey. And if Mike can get this cut ready for me. Um, it's the Trump on ISIS cut. Even though he wasn't really talking about ISIS. He was talking about what happened here. What two Trump cuts do you have? What's the first one? Oh, Trump 9-1-1. That's it. Sorry, that I titled it right. Look at that. Sorry, a little inside baseball for people out there listening. I want you to listen to this cut. Everyone's probably heard this cut today. But this is what Trump had to say about what happened after 9-11. I watched when the World Trade Center came tumbling down. And I watched in Jersey City, New Jersey, where thousands and thousands of people were cheering as that building was coming down thousands of people were cheering thousands and thousands is what he said of people in new jersey in jersey city were cheering apparently because the buildings were coming down yes cheering thousands that's what he said what (laughs) apparently is there there a jersey city in like al-qaeda i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we talked about this on the morning show as well, and I can't find anything that substantiates this claim. Now, remember, there might have been, because there is a Muslim population in New Jersey, and there, there might have been some people over there. There's a large there. population of it, but cheering? But uh, even if a few did, he didn't say a few. He said thousands and thousands. Yeah, that's Remember incredible. that 3,000 people died. That sounds incredible. So, and he posted some article from the Washington Post, Trump did, apparently substantiating his claim that he saw this video, this newsreel. And when I was reading the Washington Post article, I didn't see anything in it. It said it talked about some possible threats that were happening in New Jersey and some other things. But that's not what Trump said. He said he saw a video. Now, there was videos from the Middle East of people celebrating in the streets and stuff like that after 9-11, especially the Palestinians. And we all remember that. So I, if this video is out there, well, I, we have people call this morning and say Trump is right. Really? Yes, that this video happened, that the local news was covering it. I just... That's just so hard to believe. Thou, I mean, thou, we had one caller who... Um, by the way, I produce... Uh, Good morning, Orlando, on WFLA in Orlando. If you're wondering what morning show I'm talking about, I produce that show as well. We had one caller who was lived in New Jersey at the time who doesn't remember this. But I'm trying to find anything that suggests that thousands, and this is, remember his words, thousands and thousands. So apparently you couldn't walk around New Jersey without running into someone celebrating that the towers were coming down. I certainly don't remember this. The people who live in Jersey, they live there. That's their (laughs) home. Why would they want buildings to be coming down? Well, he's saying because there's too many Muslim extremists. No. 
So I don't know. Unless if you want to do some research, Mike, during the break, I can't find it. I can't find I'll this try. video. I'll try it, maybe to find it's something. out there. That just seems. Uh, I I actually frequent Jersey a lot. I have a lot of family that still lives up there, and it. I know there's a large um, Muslim population, very large actually, but it just they've never told you this that thousands and thousands it just doesn't seem like that. You know, the, the at least the people I've met, they love. They're American. I mean, yeah, they're Muslim, but that's their home. Why would they be? I don't know. I'll, I'll try to see if I can find something. Yeah. So Trump did put out a tweet where he, like I said, he had a Washington Post article. If you want to find that too, Mike, but I didn't see anything in that that verified his claim. So I don't know. Now Ben Carson's in some trouble because he kind of backed up Trump, sort of, but he's kind of backing away from this. I. I don't know what's happening. Today has been a very weird day all around. It's wacky world in in politics today. So um, that's for that. So, But to be honest, it, you know, Trump's probably totally wrong on that. But that's not what worries me about Trump the most. That is not what worries me about Trump. I know I'm a, I'm a talk show host. I'm supposed to support Trump. But he worries me. And what worries me the most goes back to that poll I was telling you about, Mike, that makes me wonder if I either need to be louder or should just quit. <laughs> just wrap it up and, you know, yeah, just wrap it up. it up. Yeah, that's it. You know, uh, it's hopeless because there's a turning point happening in the country. And this is what the poll said. The poll says that a majority of Americans right now, small majority, believe it's the government's duty to make sure you have health care coverage. So the poll is most Americans say health care is a government duty. And all you teenagers out there, I mean, this is just what it said, duty. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> yeah, I'm always, every time I hear that word now, I think of the family guy parts where there's a, <laughs> there's a part in every family, there are like so many family guy episodes yeah. where they're like, eh. Giggity. He said duty. Giggity. <laughs> so dumb. Anyways. Oh, they thought it was funny. It is kind of government duty. But anyways, 51% of Americans, of adults, in a new Gallup survey released Monday, said that it is the government's responsibility to make sure that all Americans have health care coverage. 47% said it's not the government's responsibility. So it's close. But support for a government role in healthcare increased along most demographic lines. So it's going up. And the trend isn't good. Though it's at the level, lowest level in recent years, 55% to 41% expressed support for a healthcare system based on private insurance. So there's still some hope. There's still some people that say, most people that say, yeah, it should be mostly private. But that's gone down. It used to be 61% in the last poll before that. So it's gone down. So I'm reading articles, which I'm going to get into, about how Obamacare is unraveling. And yet, the American people want the government. You think it's the government's responsibility to take care of your health care. Now, I've talked about on this show the many problems with government health care. We've been through this many, many times. I can go through it again. We're going to go through a little bit here on the problems. But this goes back to what worries me about Donald Trump. And I've played this cut before. This was Trump in one of the early debates where he talked about a single-payer health care system. And believe me, that's what's coming next. Because Obamacare isn't working, you are going to have the Democrats saying it's not going far enough, which I predicted forever ago. It's not going far enough. What we need is a system like in Canada where the government is just totally in control of health care, it comes out of your taxes, and everyone's just on government health care. And this is what Trump had to say, and this is what worries me about him. As far as single-payer, it works in Canada. It works incredibly well in Scotland. It could have worked in a different age, which is the age you're talking about here. You see, now after that he says, oh, but I still want a private system now. But when I see a poll that the majority of Americans now think that it's the government's responsibility to take care of your health care. And I hear a candidate, a Republican candidate, 
like Donald Trump, say, oh, well, single payer could have worked at a different time. He says it doesn't now. But when he gets in office, and Trump is not a principled conservative, when he gets in office and he sees polls that it's the government's responsibility to make sure you have health care, I'm not sure I trust him to do what he says in terms of repealing Obamacare. This used to be what conservatives were against too much government control because it's too much government that has caused the mess in the first place. And what we believe is in the free market and we need more competition in healthcare. So as a conservative, I can't support a single payer system. But when you look at the poll and you know, Trump's just going to look at the poll. He's a populist. He's going to look at the poll. And when he's in office, I'm supposed to trust that that guy who used to think single payer was a good thing. I'm supposed to trust that he's going to repeal Obamacare and put and replace it with a free market solution. Once he is elected as president and gets into office, that could totally change because he is not a principled conservative. That's what I fear more, more than his, he, he's had a lot of crazy comments out there. You know, McCain's not a war hero, um, trashing Ben Carson for dumb things and making fun of his religion, all this stuff that, uh, you know, that stuff's dumb. And I, that worries me, but what worries me is his take on the issues because I just don't trust him on some of this stuff. And I don't think he's going to be someone that I don't think he's going to be someone that is going to stand to conservative principles and have true leadership once he gets in office. He's just going to do what's popular. So that that's what I'm going to focus on when it comes to Trump. I mean, if we want the only people I trust to actually do what most conservatives used, used to want, which is repeal Obamacare. And in the next segment, I'm going to talk about all the problems with Obamacare. If we want a candidate who's going to do that, there was only two candidates, well, three candidates I really trusted to do that. Rand Paul, who's not doing well. Bobby Jindal, who's now out of it. And now Ted Cruz has left. I'm not even sure I trust Rubio to really go in there and repeal it. I hope so. He's been against, he has a plan. He's been against it. He has a new plan, but... I certainly don't trust Jeb Bush or Mike Huckabee or Chris Christie to really go in there and put in a private free market solution. But as Obamacare is unraveling and the majority of people think that it's the government's responsibility, this, the Democrats are going to use this to push more government control on health care. And if we don't put in a principal conservative in the office to fight against that, that is exactly what you're going to get is more government control of health care. And you're going to have the VA, which has all these problems. That's government health care. You're going to have the VA for everybody. Is that what you want? Think about this when you're thinking about the candidates. Because, well, it's beyond reason. You're listening to Beyond Reason Radio. We're going to take a break, and I'm going to get into a lot of the problems in Obamacare. And I'm also going to get into the ISIS thing. Because the question now is, I've talked about all the problems with ISIS. I've talked about the threat. I've talked about where the threat comes from. I've talked about what their motivations are. Now we're going to talk about how do we actually defeat ISIS? Is it even possible to defeat ISIS? So we'll get into that. You are listening to Beyond Reason Radio here at beyondreasonradio.com and the Beyond Reason Radio app. It would be beyond reason not to listen to Yaffe on your tune-in radio app. Download the app today and search Beyond Reason Radio. Orlando's newest dining sensation, Doc Streetside Grill, specializes in amazing flavors at prices you'll love. With special events and entertainment ranging from trivia to live bands to poker every evening, there's something for everyone. Doc's has amazing flavors that are always fresh. You know the motto, made today, bought yesterday. Doc's is located across from Orlando Regional Medical Center on South Orange Avenue. Check out DocStreetsideGrill.com for more info. Doc's is your prescription for good times. See you there. Subscribe to the Beyond Reason podcast today on your Stitcher app and hear the voice of reason anytime. Hey, this is Mike Yaffe from Buttheadinger Live and Beyond Reason Radio, and I have a question for you. Are you planning on taking any long road trips? Well, I have the perfect tool for you to make that trip 
go by a little bit faster. What you want to do is download the iHeartRadio app. With the iHeartRadio app, you can find your favorite music stations or create your own custom station. Don't forget to look up your favorite talk show host. You can find that on there as well. Make sure to download the app today at iHeartRadio.com. You can catch the latest Beyond Reason podcast on SoundCloud today. Download the app today and search Beyond Reason Radio. For the people in our military, it's a time of sacrifice and duty. That's why all four military aid societies have joined together to form the Armed Forces Relief Trust to help military families cope with financial and medical emergencies at home. With so many serving overseas, the need is greater than ever. You can learn more and donate at www.afrtrust.org. A message from the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. If you miss any of the show, you can download the Beyond Reason podcast on iTunes. Now, back to Beyond Reason Radio. Headline. Obamacare, the quiet unraveling of Obamacare. It's quiet because nobody's paying attention, like I said. It's kind of falling through the cracks right now. But this is from theweek.com, and I found this amazing. And she pointed out, the writer of this article, Sikia Dalmia. I hope I said that right. It kind of has a nice little ring to it. Sikia Dalmia in a tria. With her mama Mia. <laughs> Sakia? That sounds like a type of tree. Is that what you said? That? Or a car, like a Korean car. Like a Korean. A Sakia? <laughs> I'll see you. I'll have a Kia Sakia. <laughs> I'll see you at Sakia. Oh my God, this poor woman. <laughs> Anyways, I agree with her, so I maybe shouldn't, but I just. <laughs> I digress. Um, President Obama was hammered last week for his failure on ISIS. This is what she says. I thought, I thought you were going to say he was drunk. <laughs> President Obama was hammered last week, period. <laughs> Maybe that would explain all right, a lot. All right, let's hear more. I'm interested now. <laughs> right? <laughs> but there's at least one bright spot for him in that criticism. At least it deflected the spotlight from the unfolding catastrophe that is Obamacare. And this is why. And this, this is quite amazing. Because you have one of the biggest healthcare insurers out there the nation's largest actually announced that it might quit Obamacare exchanges because as you know, the exchanges work where these private healthcare systems are on the government exchanges and they get the government subsidies. And a lot of the, the insurers signed up because they're like, Oh, well you forcing people to get insurance or they have to pay a penalty. So they're going to get insurance and uh, the government's going to subsidize this. So we'll just get a bunch more money. Well, it turns out that that's not what's happening. And United Healthcare said it might quit the Obamacare exchanges. It announced during an investor briefing Thursday that it was expecting a whopping $425 million hit on its earnings this year. It's going to lose $425 million, primarily due to mounting losses on its Obamacare exchange business. They said, this is what the CEO said. We cannot extend. We cannot sustain these losses. So that's that's pretty big. That's pretty incredible. That's a huge disaster. And Obama's getting kind of lucky right now because no one's paying attention. But that was his big thing. That was going to be his legacy. This healthcare. He didn't even focus on the economy because he wanted to focus on healthcare. And what he's creating is a disaster. Now, remember, Obamacare is actually called the Affordable Care Act. Well, it turns out that it's not going to be very affordable anymore. Because it turns out that next year they're raising the deductibles. The lowest deductibles, 7150 Obamacare. $50 Obamacare deductible coming in 2017. Now the highest deductible, including, okay, the Department of Health and Human Services on Friday detailed many key Obamacare parameters for 2017 for plans 
from now face Braun Plains deductibles as high as $7,150. That's the low deductibles. It's a 4.4% rise in the maximum out-of-pocket expense for covered medical bills. The maximum used to be 6850 but they're having to raise their premiums. Why? Because people aren't, people aren't signing up. Because it's not affordable. That means that including the hospital, it could wreck the finances of many modest income bronze plan enrollees. So what's happening is the costs are going up. So people are just going to pay the penalty. Now, the people paying the penalty are not going to be happy because they're paying for nothing. They're paying and they don't they still have health insurance, but now they're paying for not having health insurance. That's your government today. You're paying you have to pay for not having something. But it's getting worse. It's just getting unaffordable. But like I said, what worries me the most about all this is what comes next. You have to remember what comes next. You have to look at the big picture. You have to look at the future. And you have to see, well, okay, Obamacare is not working. There's a poll that most Americans think that it's the government's responsibility to make sure you have health care. You get a Donald Trump or a Hillary Clinton in office. And the next thing they want is more government control. I mean, Hillary Clinton's already done that. He wants, she wants more subsidies for student loans. She wants more subsidies for a bunch of other things. And now she's going to want more subsidies for healthcare. And it's just going to make this problem worse. All this stuff that's happening with Obamacare, I predicted years ago. Because it's unsustainable. And that's what's getting us. Now, I found another article here, if I can pull it up here, that it was the five biggest problems with Obamacare. (laughs) I think Mike just sits there and is like, when can I use a sounder? When can I use a sounder? I was only standing on it for three minutes. <laughs> I want to use the lightning. I missed the lightning. And that one. And that one. Okay, okay, fine, fine. Since you love using sounders, we'll do this. We'll do this. Okay. I'm excited. The five devastating Obamacare facts. I was about to say, oh, the lightning's too far in the distance. Okay, we'll try it. We'll try this again, Mike. It's coming. It's, it's slowly approaching. <laughs> One more time. Five devastating Obamacare facts every American should know. Ah, that's good. All right. <laughs> good. From Breitbart. Fact one. Insurance companies are withdrawing in droves. United Healthcare, as I just said, is thinking about getting out, but many others are getting out. A lot of the co-ops are failing as well in the States. If you like your plan, you can keep your plan was a brazen and cruel lie. PolitiFact actually called it 2013's lie of the year. Number three, still waiting on those $2,500 in savings Obama promised you? You're not alone. Premiums are skyrocketing nationwide. That's exactly what I said. Obama boasted his health care plan would save $2,500. But across the board, Obamacare premium prices are increasing 20.3% for 2016. 20.3, that's a, wow, that's even bigger than I was thinking. Obamacare customers say their plans are useless due to the soaring deductibles, which meaning, yeah, they're covered, but they can't afford the deductibles. So it's pointless to be covered. You're paying for nothing. By the way, this was also something I predicted. I said, yes. When all this was coming out, I said, okay, yes. The good thing about this is more people are going to be quote unquote covered. But what's the quality of that coverage going to be? Well, they're finding that the quality of the coverage is awful. And because of all the regulations and the mandates with the healthcare, 
the quality for the people that used to like their plans and were covered and liked what they were covered, now they're unhappy. And now the new people who are covered, they're unhappy because they were expecting it to be a lot more affordable because that's how it was sold. The Affordable Care Act. Once again, remember all of this and who you're going to vote for. Okay, I don't know if that was that was um yeah really you know yeah sorry <laughs> and number five the Obamacare death spiral conservatives warned the death spiral conservative warned about is real basically too many sick people are signing up and too few healthy people are doing so yeah they expected people in my generation the millennial generation to sign up to get more health care it's not happening why because they can't get jobs because of the health care mandates. They can't get full-time work. Plus, the economy's still kind of crappy. So, despite all that, I just want to go back. We can get that Trump cut again, Mike. I just want to go back, and I want you to remember what Trump said about all this. This is what he said. This is his words, not, not a few years ago, earlier, just a few months ago. As far as single-payer, it works in Canada. It works incredibly well in Scotland. It could have worked in a different age, which is the age you're talking about here. Remember that. Remember that. That's going to be the guy in the White House when all of this unravels. Do you trust that guy? I'm not sure I do. You are listening to Beyond Reason Radio. We're going to talk ISIS next and how to defeat ISIS if it's possible. You're listening to Beyond Reason Radio at beyondreasonradio.com and the Beyond Reason Radio app. Listen to the latest episodes of Beyond Reason. Download the podcast at Spreaker.com. And this hour of Beyond Reason Radio is brought to you by Doc's Streetside Grill. Now, in the middle of December, we have in the next Republican debate, we are going to have a debate viewing party, another one at Doc's Streetside Grill, and all of them have been really successful. The last one was packed. It was the biggest Tuesday night they ever had at Doc Streets I Grow, because we have a lot of fun. I'll be there, Bud Hedinger will be there. We'll hand out prizes, and we're going to watch the debate together. There's a like a bajillion TVs out there and uh, in in the restaurant, and it'll be, it'll be nice to watch the debate. You can watch it on any TV or the big projector screen, and you'll get our take, and we'll get your take on the debate as we're, as we're there, and come and just come and say hi to me. If you're a fan of the show, come say hi to me. I'll talk to you for a bit. We'll talk about what is going on in the world that is beyond reason. We'll talk about that. And if I could recommend you order the Beyond Reason Wings, that's the hottest wings they have. Just go to DocStreetSideGrill.com to check out the menu. Doc Streetside Grill is on West Orange Avenue right across from ORMC. Doc Streetside Grill is your prescription for good times. Doc Streetside Grill specializes in amazing flavors at prices you'll love. With special events and entertainment ranging from trivia to live bands to poker every evening, there's something for everyone. Doc's has amazing flavors that are always fresh. You know the motto, made today, bought yesterday. Doc's is located across from Orlando Regional Medical Center on South Orange Avenue. Check out DocStreetsideGrill.com for more info. Doc's is your prescription for good times. See you there. Subscribe to the Beyond Reason podcast today on your Stitcher app and hear the voice of reason anytime. Hey, this is Mikey Affey from Bud Headinger Live and Beyond Reason Radio, and I have a question for you. Are you planning on taking any long road trips? Why have the perfect tool for you to make that trip go by a little bit faster? What you want to do is download the iHeartRadio app. With the iHeartRadio app, you can find your favorite music stations or create your own custom station. Don't forget to look up your favorite talk show hosts. You can find that on there as well. Make sure to download the app today at iHeartRadio.com. You can catch the latest Beyond Reason podcast on SoundCloud today. Download the app today and search Beyond Reason Radio. For the people in our military, it's a time of sacrifice and duty. That's why all four military aid societies have joined together to form the Armed Forces Relief Trust to help military families cope with financial and medical emergencies at home. With so many serving overseas, the need is greater than ever. You can learn more and donate at www.afrtrust.org. 
A message from the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. If you like Beyond Reason Radio, well, make sure to show it by liking the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is your voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. I'm your host, Michael Yaffe, joined by executive producer Michael Formasano. And, Mike, we've been doing some research, and have you found anything? Nothing that's... That I can trust. Nothing that makes me confidently say, oh, yeah, this is correct, or yes, this is incorrect. And Everything I'm seeing either doesn't give me the full content. Okay, before we go, though, I, I didn't get to finish my sentence. Oh. I, did you find anything on Trump saying thousands and thousands of refugee, or refugees, thousands and thousands of Muslims celebrating in the streets in New Jersey? No. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you like you're like really excited. I was I'm ready. Like, I was I'm ready. Like people just like, tuning no. in have no idea what you're talking about. No. Okay. <laughs> I assume they always know what I'm talking about. Poor. <laughs> this is a good point. I like that actually. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't seem to find anything either. Okay. So I want to move on from from uh, Obamacare. I give you all the info on Obamacare. All the problems. It's going to be a problem but i found this i found this article or this soundbite he was on msnbc.com this is a democrat remember this is a democrat representative from california that i found his name is eric swalwell at least i think that's how you pronounce it now yeah it looks but i found this. this is a democrat representative and he was questioned on isis this is an amazing turn of events when you have a Democrat saying what he is about to say here. I just had to play this for you all because well, it's beyond reason, believe it or not. This isn't going against what the president is saying. It's where the Democrat Party, they realize politically that what Obama is doing is a loser for them. This is what he said. No, ISIS is getting stronger, not weaker, and we need to make sure that we get stronger and not weaker. I think this is an opportunity, Alex, for us to not just match their escalation in violence, but to show the most overwhelming force through an international coalition that we've ever seen in the 21st century. Paris demonstrated what Russia demonstrated uh, with their airliner coming down, and what we saw in Mali as well as Beirut is that we do not have a coordinated effort right now. You know, you go back to World War II. In 1939, you never would have imagined the United States and Russia working together years later to defeat Nazi Germany, but they did. We need the U.S., Russia, our NATO allies, and Middle Eastern countries that never even have thought about being on the ground to come together to defeat this. Otherwise, ISIS will continue to attack us all over the globe. Did you just hear that? That was a Democrat representative saying that right now ISIS is not weaker, is not contained, going directly against what Obama said. Not only that, but his suggestion was overwhelming force against the enemy. I haven't heard a Democrat say that in a long time in dealing with terrorism. He said he wants overwhelming force. He wants a coalition to destroy them and that they are getting stronger, and that they are a real threat. Wow. I I just had to play that for you. Cause, but, but, I mean, it's a good thing, but it shows where the Democrat Party is because they know it's a loser. So that's why you have uh, the Republican Party really going after, going after this. But the question is that I want to raise is how do we defeat ISIS? This is a really tough thing. I'm not even sure. And, I mean, I think we could. I'm just wondering if the American people are ready and willing to actually do it. If we're really willing. Because we're, we're war-weary. War-weary. You like that? War-weary. Kind of sounded like... War-weary. <laughs> we're weary Helen of... Keller. <laughs> We, what are you saying? Weary. We are weary. War. War. Weary. Yes. Okay. 
That we're was... weary of war. war. Got it. Got it? <laughs> <laughs> What's a better way? We're tired of oh, war. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I knew after I said I'm like, that's going to sound all jumbled together. <laughs> okay. But but we're, now, tired, now we're tired of war. We're exhausted of war. We're burned out of war. So because of that, I'm just wondering if we really are willing to do what it takes. I'm not sure. And I'm not sure what is willing to take. But I did find some audio here. This is uh, General Jack Keane. He was on uh, Fox News, and they basically asked him. He's a retired general. They asked him, you know, how, how do we defeat this? And what he said was pretty interesting. Some of it was very interesting, and I, I want to... I want to get Mike's take on this as well and see what he thinks. Uh, this is what he had to say. Quite frankly, what we have to do is the president, when he said defeat ISIS, give him a check for that. When he said we're going to lo- rely on local indigenous forces as the ground force supported by air power, give him another check. But then when we saw the execution, Maria, the, the execution of that was nothing near what it should be. We have to unleash America's air power, remove the restrictions we have on what we call the rules of engagement. It looks like Secretary Carter is beginning to take steps in that direction. That's good news. Stop right there. Once and for all. All right. The first thing is he's saying we have to unleash American power. That's what the Democrat representative said. So you might actually get some support of that. I keep hearing the rules of engagement thing where we're not. We need to unleash the rules of engagement. This isn't going to happen under Obama. It's just not. Obama is not going to get rid of the rules of engagement. He's not going to unleash American power. He's not going to crush the enemy. He's just not. So none of this is going to happen until we get someone new in the White House. And even then, I'm not sure it's going to happen. But I just found that interesting. The rules of engagement, I hear that a lot from military people, that the basic problem we have with fighting this enemy is they're fighting a war all out. They're fighting an all-out war against us, and we're not. We've believed in this limited war thing for too long, and that's what I'm saying. Because if we go out all-out war, then the PR is a nightmare. And I'm just, that's what worries me. I'm just wondering if the American people are ready or are willing for an all-out war. I want to say the majority are. If we're attacked again, which God, God, I hope not, maybe we will be. But this is what the general's saying. But what's very interesting, and I'm going to get some more on this in a second, he's saying it is possible to defeat them. And I'm going to talk about that more in a second, that that needs to at least be said. That's not even being said anymore. Obama won't even say that. But he continues on here, General Jack Keane. Provide all the trainers, advisors, and air controllers that those local indigenous forces require. That would take us from about... 3,000 plus to about 10,000 plus. So we're going to triple down on, on that capability. We have to mission the special forces so that they can conduct large-scale in-and-out raids of critical nodes and infrastructure. This is combat. At night, use, using the element of surprise to do it. We also have to get all the equipment in that Chairman Royce was talking about. This is UAVs, Apaches, mind-breaching equipment, Humvees, etc., that those local indigenous forces need. All in on that equipment, once and for all. Safe zones in Syria, north and south, to be able to put the refugees there. We can protect them with international forces on the ground and, and in the air. And then identify some units for eventual combat deployment part of the Arab nation, NATO, U.S., down the road, if this strategy fails, then we have to go in the ground with those kind of combat units. And we have to get a political settlement in Syria if we're going to be able to defeat ISIS in Syria. Why is okay, stop the right imp- there. This is, this is one of those things. One of the things he said is we're going to have to deploy the weapons. We'll have to get them in there. We'll have to deploy them. It's not going to happen. No, no, this president. It's not going to happen. That's money. We, I mean, we, we, the new budget deal extended money for military because Obama wanted it domestically, and that was the deal. But we're not willing to spend more money on this. Plus, we don't have it. We're broke. <laughs> so it just, it just worries me. No, no, everything he says makes sense. Overwhelming enemy force. 
Arab coalition of boots on the ground to defeat them. Safe zones in Syria, especially for the refugees. All them, That's what you do in a war. And that's what the general was saying. That if we're going to fight a war, we're going to have to fight a war. I just still wonder if the American people are willing to do it. I'm just not sure. Uh, continue on, Mike. Of not being done right now, sir. I think Chairman Royce was correct when he said that the president underestimated ISIS. I think he did this. Duh. And we can only speculate. I think he, he put a bet down that they would be able to contain ISIS, not destroy it, certainly not defeat it, and pass this problem to the next administration. The problem is ISIS is not being contained, as we are all been talking about for a week plus now. They now have a global strategy that's unfolding right before their eyes, and they are expanding, not being contained, and they have to be defeated. So the president lost that bet, and now he's trying to scramble around to come up with something that is short of what's necessary, I suspect. It'll be another incremental step. We'll, it'll remain to be seen what he's going to do. So there you go, and I actually agree with him on that last part. But I'll tell you right, right now, the main reason that we can't defeat ISIS is because we are not willing to fight the ideology. I've talked about this before. We can defeat them militarily in Syria or militarily in Iraq, and we should. But they'll just pop up everywhere else. They'll pop up in Europe. They'll pop up in Lebanon. They'll pop up in Egypt. And it's not just ISIS, it'll be some other group with that radical ideology. And we don't have enough world leaders, as I've said before, who are willing to stand against the ideology, first off. And second off, who are willing to say what the right values are. When was the last time you heard a president really go to the Middle East and proclaim the virtues of American values, of freedom. We don't hear that anymore. Most of it's, you know, apology, America's made mistakes, uh, we're here to help you, we like you. But it's not, this is the way the world should be. It's not true leadership. That the terrorist and that ideology is the enemy of human progress. And it's American values of freedom, free markets, individual liberties and rights for all, including women, and being really promoted in that part of the world by leaders. Until that happens, we can't defeat the ideology. This is so much deeper, like I said, than a military engagement. The other thing we have to be willing to do, and I, I was reading this in the National Review from Larry Cudlow, and I thought it was very interesting because he made such a good point. He said, if we want to destroy ISIS, we can destroy ISIS. Well, it seems obvious if we want to destroy them, we can. But he's saying, let's say that loud and often. We're not willing to say we can destroy ISIS. Obama mostly says we're going to contain them and then ultimately defeat them later. We hear containment. We, you know, we hear terms like that. We don't hear strong leadership where say, we are not only going to defeat you, prevent you from doing terrorist attacks, but we are going to destroy you where there is no trace of you anymore. And, it, and I think that that takes guts, but our leaders should have guts. They should be willing to say to ISIS, we're going to destroy you. You cannot win. Your ideology, your military, your state will be gone in the ash heap of history, as Reagan said about the Soviets. That's why it's so hard for me to talk about all this military stuff, because we're not even willing to talk about the first step, which is why we're fighting and what we're fighting against, which is that radical ideology I've been talking about for the last couple shows. And we're not willing to promote American values anymore. We live in a, you know, everything is relative culture. You know, we're not, our values aren't in any better than any other values of any other country. No, I'm going to say right now, American values are better than the values in Syria right now. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. That our values are better than ISIS values. 
You are listening to Beyond Reason Radio here at beyondreasonradio.com. In the next segment, we're going to talk about what you would do personally if you were involved in some kind of terrorist attack, if you were there like one of the people in Paris. You're listening to Beyond Reason Radio, and we'll be right back. Subscribe to the Beyond Reason podcast today on your Stitcher app and hear the voice of reason anytime. Orlando's newest dining sensation. Doc Streetside Grill specializes in amazing flavors at prices you'll love. With special events and entertainment ranging from trivia to live bands to poker every evening, there's something for everyone. Doc's has amazing flavors that are always fresh. You know the motto, made today, bought yesterday. Doc's is located across from Orlando Regional Medical Center on South Orange Avenue. Check out DocStreetsideGrill.com for more info. Doc's is your prescription for good times. See you there. Subscribe to the Beyond Reason podcast today on your Stitcher app and hear the voice of reason anytime. Hey, this is Mikey Affey from Buttheadinger Live and Beyond Reason Radio, and I have a question for you. Are you planning on taking any long road trips? Why, the perfect tool for you to make that trip go by a little bit faster. What you want to do is download the iHeartRadio app. With the iHeartRadio app, you can find your favorite music stations or create your own custom station. Don't forget to look up your favorite talk show hosts. You can find that on there as well. Make sure to download the app today at iHeartRadio.com. You can catch the latest Beyond Reason podcast on SoundCloud today. Download the app today and search Beyond Reason Radio. For the people in our military, it's a time of sacrifice and duty. That's why all four military aid societies have joined together to form the Armed Forces Relief Trust to help military families cope with financial and medical emergencies at home. With so many serving overseas, the need is greater than ever. You can learn more and donate at www.afrtrust.org. A message from the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Download the iHeartRadio app and catch the Beyond Reason Radio podcast. Now, back to Beyond Reason Radio. So what do you do if you are, and this is, you know, you have more of a chance of getting struck by lightning than you do with this happening to you, but it's an interesting question. What would you do if you were in a situation where you're like those people in Paris where there's an active shooter situation? The reason I'm asking this is I saw an interview on 60 Minutes. It was very interesting. It was with the D.C. police chief, Kathy Lanier. And she was asked about this, and her answer is very interesting. And actually, I'm going to get to in a sec why her answer is very hypocritical. But one reason her answer is very interesting is because it's exactly what I have been saying for weeks. And Mike will, I'm sure, back me up on this after he hears this. It's exactly what I've been saying. It's the Really, the main way we can stop this here, stop stuff like that from happening here. This is what she said in that 60 Minutes interview. Your options are run, hide, or fight. That's what you tell people they should do. Yes. What we tell them is, is the facts of the matter is, is that most active shooters kill most of the victims in 10 minutes or less. And the best police department in the country is going to be about a five to seven minute response. I always say if you can get out, getting out is your first option, your best option. If you're in a position to try and take the gunman down, to take the gunman out, it's the best option for saving lives before police can get there. And that's, you know, that's kind of counterintuitive to what cops always tell people, right? We always tell people, don't, you know, don't take action, call 911, don't intervene in the robbery. You know, you know, we've never told people, take action. It's a different, this is a different scenario. You can be prepared and you can have a society that is resilient and um, alert and conscientious and safer without scaring people. You don't want people to be afraid. That works against you. If you educate people on actions they can take to reduce their risk, then you can save some lives. And I think it's it's irresponsible for us not to do that. Um, I'm not worried about an overreaction. I'm more worried about a numbness to what is potentially a reality. A numbness? Yes. How do you mean? Just ignoring it and not preparing yourself. So what she said uh, makes a lot of sense to me. In a situation like that, and she admits this is going against usual police theory, 
but the times are different. It's just like in Columbine, in Columbine when that shooting happened, the police were outside of the school and they didn't go in because they didn't suspect that kids would be killing a bunch of other kids. They thought maybe it was a hostage situation because that's what they were trained to do. And they realized after that that they can no longer take that attitude, that they have to storm the schools now and take out these shooters because they're going to kill a bunch of other kids. It changed the mentality. She's saying the same thing here with these terrorist attacks, that you pretty much have three options, run, hide, or fight. Run, hide, or fight. Now, a lot of times you don't have the option to run because you're stuck somewhere. You don't have the option to hide. So sometimes a last resort is to fight. Yeah, rather fight than do nothing. I mean, depending on the situation, of course, but if yeah, that's your you only know, if option. If it's a, it's a bank robbery or something, that's a little different. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about these terrorist attacks where there's an active shooter just killing people. Now tell me, Mike, what's the best way to fight someone in that situation? You'd have to, the only thing I can think of is you'd have to catch them off, off guard uh-huh. and then try to take them out. With what? If you have, if you can find something blunt, hopefully, you know, I don't know, find something, an object that you can use to defend yourself. I mean, I know what you're looking for. I know what you're fishing for. Uh-huh. But if you don't have a, <laughs> then you got to try to get, get rid of theirs. Right. Exactly. And I agree with that. But you're right. We, the best way to defend yourself or for someone to defend themselves in that situation is to have a gun. So what I said, you know, it's what the NRA director said before. The best, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun most times. So this is exactly what I've been saying. This is why the Second Amendment is so important. This is what I've been saying. The only way we can really prevent stuff like this happening is you have to be able to protect yourself. You have to be a vigilant society. And that's what she said. This is the police chief of D.C. saying this. That we have to be more of a society where people are informed, educated on these situations, how to defend themselves, and be vigilant. That's exactly what I said last week. It's exactly what I've been saying for weeks. And But the best way to do that is for good people to be able to carry guns. But in most of these situations, they're not allowed to carry guns. You're not usually allowed to carry a gun in a theater or in a concert or in a game. But that's where these terrorists are going to attack. So the only people that are going to have guns are bad guys. So you have the police chief saying that the best way to protect yourself is to have a gun. But in the next, in her next breath, the D.C. office, they are denying most people from getting guns in D.C. They are denying most people from getting those permits. In fact, they only, in the past, let me get the stats here. Um... Let's see. Currently, the Metropolitan Police Department has approved 48 of 298 permit applications, the spokesman said, of that police department. That represents an approval rate of 16%. Um, when they asked her about this in terms of why you're not doing this, they just declined to comment. And the National Rifle Association spokesman said, We agree with the chief. We only hope that this means she will begin to issue concealed carry permits to law-abiding citizens so they won't have to take out armed terrorists with their bare hands. So you have... It's kind of amazing, the hypocrisy here. Now, it might not be her. It might be, you know, D.C. in general, the government, the higher government up there. But it, it shows some definite hypocrisy. She's saying one of the best things you can do in an active situation like that is to uh, take out the terrorists. You have to. It might be your only option. But she won't let you, as a law-abiding citizen, have the means to do that. Doesn't, doesn't quite jive with me. And by the way, Mike, I was saying you would back me up on this in terms of, have I not been saying for weeks that the best way to stop stuff like this happen you can't really stop stuff like this from happening mm-hmm. in today's world but we have to be a vigilant society that is able to protect themselves you have said that okay good you have so said you're... it frequently <laughs> good you're my fact checker <laughs> today 
Good. Yes, history is correct on that. <laughs> Good. So. I heard that story today about the the one kid that uh, survived because he was hiding under a jacket. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. Go ahead. Yeah, there was uh, a band performing uh-huh. uh, the night of the attack in Paris. Right. And a bunch of just civilians, you know, trying to find a place to hide, like you said. Right. Um, went into the, the dressing room. I can't remember which band was performing, but they went into the dressing room and everyone in the dressing room was murdered. They can't, they found in uh. except one, a child, I believe it was that was hiding underneath a leather jacket. Wow. They didn't see him. Wow. Thank God. Thank God for that child. Devastating, huh? Yeah. Wow. I mean, and none of us can really know what we would do in a situation like that until you're in it. Oh yeah, of course. But um um my main my main point was what I've been saying. A lot of people are like, "Well, then there would be a shootout." I would much rather there be a shootout than shooting fish in a barrel situation. But but that's just me. All right, I end every show with this verse. And by the way, it's Thanksgiving. So Make sure you are thankful as well. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And the God of peace will be with you. Think about such things this week. We will be back next time. Catch you guys then. Have a good Thanksgiving.